Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Jamie to talk about the win over St Mirren in the Scottish Cup. We ask what the cup means for Hearts this season, talk about getting drawn with Hibs in the semi-final and we preview Livingston on Saturday. How are we this week? Good mate, yeah good. How are you? You're all recovered? Uh, yeah, yeah, all recovered from um, this virus we've been talking about for, for two years. It's taken me two years to get it, and finally I got it. But yeah, all recovered, all fine. Um, yeah. Well, at least at least we don't have to listen to you going, I've still never got it. That's what I've heard <laughs> for the last two years. To be fair, I think I was the only person in, in the sort of football group that actually hadn't caught it at some point. So, you know, I, I sort of keep that. But, yeah, I'm glad that it's, that it's over with and done and isolation's over and I can finally leave the house, which has been nice. Some experience being in this flat on my own for, for so many days, you know. <laughs> but, um, but onwards and upwards. I didn't actually go to the St. Mirren game, obviously. Um, a 4-2 win, Gordon, though. Um, fantastic. We're in the semi-finals of the Cup. Yeah, listen, job done. I think if you're a neutral... You probably loved watching that game. Um, not quite as great when you're a fan of, of either of the teams, but I always thought Hearts were pretty comfortable. I mean, St Mirren, in fairness to them, obviously gave us a game, but I did think um, the way we started the game. and Because and, see, cup games like that under the lights and, and a visiting team brings a big support and stuff like that. It's, generally, you can see them going wrong over the years. And um, But credit to Hearts, I thought they played really, really well. Uh, moved the ball well, the intensity was good um, and and scored, for me, four fabulous goals. And I think we're, we're probably unlucky at the other end. I mean, the, the first one, you can you can make an argument that we should maybe deal with it a little bit better, but it's a really, really good finish. It's a good ball, uh, first of all, and it's, it's a really good guide to finish in the top corner. Craig Gordon's not getting there. And then the second one is a, a complete worldie. And even when it went in, I, I was like, oh, because I, I had a perfect view of it. I was right behind it. Um, and it was an incredible strike. And you think 2-2, you think, God's sake, you know, um, they've totally chucked this. And you would think that after that, the momentum would would totally turn. But credit to the players, because obviously he makes a change, brings on Mark and F, and, and he, he, he scores at the perfect time. And, and again, the game just turns. And, um, and, and credit to Hearts, because it would have been easy for their heads to go down. And I think had this maybe been last season, um, or even the, the season before, and that happens to the previous Hearts teams, and I think they probably do go on and lose lose the game. But um, credit to them because they they kept fighting away and scored two two really good goals again. McInerney with the assist and Sims at the near post, and um, and made it comfortable in the end. And I think to score four goals in a cup quarter final at home against a, a a decent side, although I know Hearts are, are streets above them. And I said that the other week there when we were previewing. Uh, sorry, when we were talking about the the last submarine game. Um, we've beaten them four times now this season and um, I think we definitely are streets above them but you've still got to go and do it on the park and with the players that we had missing as well and, and the lack of depth because I think had that game that went extra time I think you would, we'd have made St Mirren favourites because they had the, the ability to kind of change it from from the bench we only really had McInef as our only kind of attacking option really a couple of youngsters as well Um and you would have thought as the game got on, we might have got a little bit leggy and they would have got more momentum from it. So it just shows you how important that, that goal was. Um, and, and I think it knocked the stuffing out of St Mirren. So really good win, uh, good performance, and um, we're still in the cup and, and you couldn't really ask for any more. 
Jamie, we went 2 0 up. Um, obviously, Benny Bringham scoring and Peter Haring scoring. Um, two players that, well, Haring has scored a few, but you know, Benny getting a goal is, is good to see, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a big, um, big kind of criticism of Hearts from a lot of the supporters that we haven't had enough goals from midfield. And to be fair, I think when people say that, they're not necessarily looking at Haring, Beningame and Devlin to contribute. That's not necessarily a dig at them because everybody knows that they're all relatively um, defensive-minded midfielders. But it's it's still good to see, as you say. I agree with a lot of, a lot of what of, uh, Gordon's just said there, which is a rarity probably. But uh, I think you do need to give a lot of credit to the players for that second-half display because as far as kind of one goal leads go, I thought in the second half we were very, very comfortable. Um, it, you know, the, the whole of the second half at 2-1 and at 3-2, uh, I thought we had all the momentum, especially once we we'd got the fifth goal of the game. But after that, I thought we saw it out really well, uh, very professional. And after St. Mirren equalised, I, I thought they really struggled to, to get back into the into the game, which, as Gordon says, is, is strange because you would have expected them to have all the momentum. Uh, as for the atmosphere, it was excellent. I think the crowd was 13 and a half or something. I think 1,500 St. Mirren brought. They actually asked for more tickets, but we said no, um, which I was a little bit surprised about. But I know the BBC gantry was at the bottom of the Roseburn stand, so I don't know if that was had something to do with it. But certainly a great atmosphere, and uh, it was actually what I asked uh, Nielsen after the game I said that the atmosphere um, it was Tyne Castle at its best isn't it and he, he agreed um, he's always one to bang on about the the atmosphere and full house and, and whatnot even when we don't have a full house he seems to say it's a full house anyway so um, yeah but good result and obviously I'm sure we'll get on to the draw we will get on to the draw um, and um, that goal Gordon that Ronan scored for St Mirren that's some goal I know you alluded to it earlier yeah, it was an incredible strike. Um, I don't know if if he necessarily meant it. I mean, clearly he was taking a shot, but I don't know if he meant it to go exactly where it did. Um, you've got to get a, I mean, he could take that shot 150,000 other times and it probably doesn't end up like that. And um, to be a world-class goalkeeper, to, to make a world-class goalkeeper like Craig Gordon just stand there, and say, yeah, there's no danger he's getting to it. That shows you how good a strike it was. So credit to the to, to Ronan there, fantastic goal. But um, that's about as far as it, as it goes, really, for them. You know, if they want to take the we scored the best goal, the comp- uh, competition trophy home with them, great, on you go. We'll take the actual trophy. Thank you very much. And um, surprised, you know, they've not been tweeting out their wee John Obika video. That's all they sung about all night. Um, strange club. Um, that their their biggest achievements relegating Hearts. Well, we've just knocked them out of the Scottish Cup and we've beat them four times this season. We're on our way to Europe and I think in the end we can safely say we've had the last laugh. You're not bitter about something at all, Gordon, are you? No, no, certainly not. Yum, yum. It'd be interesting to hear uh, what your thoughts were on kind of relegation as a whole because obviously I'm not going to say it was good for the club but now you look back at it and you think well we got rid of a lot of the duds that got us relegated got somebody like Robbie in the door 
surely now we can sort of look back and be quite positive on the whole uh, whole situation, albeit we were completely shafted. But to be honest, I look back and still think that that Hearts team was, was going to go down, even if the season wasn't halted. I know Gordon disagrees with that. but No, Pierce... no, listen, if you actually go back and listen to some of our, our previous podcasts, Jameis, um, you'll actually hear me saying things like that, that actually relegation could be the thing that the club needs because it needs a total gut out from top to bottom. And in fairness, that's exactly what the club's done. Now, listen, people will, will know if the avid listeners of the show that I am indeed an Evertonian. Everton are in the exact same bucket right now as Hearts were um, two years ago. And and relegation might do them good and they might need exactly the same thing that the Hearts did. And from top to bottom, you know, when you look at the scouting departments, you, you look on the board, management team, players, everything needed changed and gutted out. And in credit to them, they've made the, the right changes um, at the football club and, and we're finally where we need to be still need still a little bit uh, of work to do naturally but we're certainly heading in the right direction and, and I said uh, I beat you on about this that being where we are right now was not impossible and I expected us to be exactly where we are right now I know I heard um, I read something about Nielsen saying that, that you know we're probably a little bit ahead of where we should be um, because first season backups about consolidation and all that. I disagree with that. I, I think Hearts are exactly where they should be. Um, you know, of course, you need a little bit of luck, and we've probably had a little bit of luck in terms of Hibs and Aberdeen and, and other sides have kind of misfired and they've took points off each other, and we've been able to consistently be that that team that, that pulled away from them all. But you've still got to win the games that are in front of you, and, and, and credit to, to the, the team... There's probably games... Listen, they should actually have more points than they have, but if Hearts finish third and win the Scottish Cup, then it's a tremendous season. It's a fantastic turnaround um, in such a short short space of time. And and so, yeah, they, they probably did need the relegation, but it should never have happened in the first place. And um, and that's... that's It's good to see that the club have learnt from that and the board have, have learnt from that. And um, that should never be allowed to, to be repeated. Just to jump in there quickly, Ross... Um... Nielsen, I think it was Nielsen, somebody is one of the players or Nielsen, somebody's definitely said before recently at a press conference that uh, internally the target was top four. Hearts were coming out in the public domain and saying, yeah, you know, top six would be good for us, that sort of consolidation thing. But internally, top four was was their aim, I think, uh, to be fair to them. So although, you know, Gordon's right to kind of disagree that six would have been an acceptable uh, finishing position this season for Hearts, I think uh, internally Hearts were hoping for a lot better than that. Yeah, it, might, it might, might have been accepted by some aspects of the, the, the club, but certainly the fans wouldn't have, have put up with that. Um, if Hearts finished sixth this season, or had finished sixth this season, uh, the, the, the fans would be demanding for the manager to go. Simple as that, because, I mean... Some still are. <laughs> yeah, some still are, yeah. But uh, to be fair, I think if he won the Scottish Cup, I don't think anybody could argue his position after that. Um, he would maybe be given, you know, the first six six months of the next season to see how he gets on, and then and then we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm, no, listen. If, if, if he goes, if he goes and takes a team and wins the Scottish Cup and finishes third and gets Hearts in the group stage football, he can do whatever he wants after that, really, because he's he's pretty much wrote any wrongs that that, fa- that the fans feel that maybe his previous tenures had, you know, in terms of broader Rangers, in terms of the Hibson sixteen. So um, if he can go and do that, then he's pretty much untouchable. Statue outside Tynecastle for Mr. Nielsen there? Yeah, well, maybe if he wins the League Cup, we'll see. But uh, no, I, I wouldn't go as far as that just yet. 
maybe get a mural on the side of the uh, the building in McLeod Street. Well, I suppose he has won two leagues, and if he wins a Scottish Cup, then no, we're, no that's sorry, no, 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 no. We've we've had the, we've had this argument before. It's not two leagues. You know, it's not it's not an achievement winning the championship. I don't, the Rangers and Hibs one was an achievement, though. You have to you have to admit. You know, in that league, I don't oh, fine. You can, call, you can call it whatever you want, but it's certainly not something that we'll look back on as one of our most illustrious trophies that we've ever won in our history. So, you know, I think, I think that championship season was uh, had a lot of good good times for a lot of people. That was a very good Hearts team to watch. I think that's good memories for a lot of people, to be honest. Good. Yeah, good memories, but I'm I'm not going to be uh, go, we're not going to be holding reunions because we won the Scottish Championship title back in twenty. 20- 15 or, or whenever it was so um, quite last season as well to be honest that was that was quite good for me I because you got to go to the games <laughs> even if you were at the games I honestly can't see any situation that's much, that yeah, that's, you must have been enjoyable yeah that's Dearly. not something to brag about <laughs> oh that was eye bleeding and and credit and again you know credit to the club as well because if they, they realised that the, the performances there were going to turn people away and um They've rectified, they've rectified the the squad and they've added a lot of quality and certainly a lot, a lot better to watch. Saturday was been a, a prime example. I thought the football was good, I thought the intensity was good, and that's the sort of hearts you want to see. And obviously, we'll talk a bit about Dundee United, I'm sure. And and that first kind of certainly half hour was what I want to see from a Hearts team: aggressive, um, on the front foot, attacking, really good football. Um, and I think if we can add goal scorers, even more goal scorers in the summer, um, add a little bit even more creativity in there, a little bit more depth, more options, then um, you know we've got we've got a really good few years coming up. I think um, so. It's all about progression, and and the summer will be big again for Hearts. But you know we're we're in a good position. It's all there for us. I think the real question and and the real challenge is whether or not they can go and grab it. But it is about sustaining it, isn't it? You know, if, if we do finish third this season, win the Scottish Cup, or finish third this season and get group stage football, it's a great season. Not even, not, not even sustaining. I think it's about progression and, and continuing yeah. and getting better. And, you know, there's, I think that's maybe what Scottish clubs, particularly those outside the old firm, and I think this is where Aberdeen went wrong. Aberdeen were in a, a fantastic position, what, seven, eight years ago, um, where effectively they, they were the second best team in the country. And they stagnated, and and you know Rangers came up and Rangers bypassed them, and Hearts have now bypassed them. Hibs at one point bypassed them, Motherwell have even finished above them. Um, so I, for me, Aberdeen, you know, they just stagnated too long, and they, they were quite happy to be where they were. And you know, they won one League Cup during that period, and and I would be, I, I would always, and I can understand why in the end the Aberdeen fans kind of want to change in the dugout, but I don't necessarily think that was the issue. I think. As a football club, they should have invested a little bit more money and just went for it. Uh, I'm not talking about stupid amounts of money where they were going to put themselves, you know, potentially in danger or anything like that. But certainly that Celtic team was was more than you know they were more than there for the take. And when they got to the January, particularly that season under Dyla, they should have invested a lot of money in the January or as much as they possibly could and just went gung ho for it. Um, and I, I would like to think if Hearts were in that position that that we would we would invest in and go for it because, you know, it's, um, it's clubs outside the old firm. You don't get your opportunity to see your sides win many, many trophies or, or even necessarily always be 
in that top end of the table. It's such a tight division. It's such a competitive league that if you get a couple of wrong sign-ins and a bit of a dodgy start, you can find yourself in the bottom six. Aberdeen, prime example, 10th place this season. Um, a lot of people are tipping them to finish third. So it just shows you um, how easy it is. Hearts' relegation was was prime. Um, that side there, where, again, I, I thought they would finish third at the start of the season. They had spent a bit of money, but they just invested it in, in the wrong places. So if you can get it right, it can go really well for you in this league. But if you get it wrong, it can, can be a disaster. But, but the bare minimum has to be every season third, though, isn't it, Gordon? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But continuing to get to the, the latter stages of trophies and, and winning, um, not waiting 10 years for one trophy, you know, you, you want to be winning at least a couple of trophies in, in periods like that, you know. Um, I know you've got no divine right to win anything, and certainly history tells you that, particularly at clubs like Hearts, but it's got to be the, the aim. I mean, you, you remember the last time we won the Cup, um, I don't think we, we got past the, the fourth round for about five years or something. And things like that are just not acceptable. You, you know, if, if Hearts go and win the Scottish Cup, you want them to get back to the final the next year, try and defend the trophy, try and have a, have a go at winning the League Cup and um, and doing well in Europe and, and getting fam- and hopefully having some famous European nights at, at Tynecastle. And um, that's got to be the aim for the football club. And, and, re- and the money that, that the club makes from Europe Continue to reinvest it, and and because you, you look at this summer, Hearts get themselves group stage football. I know they're saying it's it's three million, but it's more than that when you add gate receipts and things like that onto it. Um, hell, a lot of money in the football club, and you want to see one or two million of that getting put back into the football club. I know you've you've got to go towards running costs and and various other bits and pieces, um, put a bit of money into the stadium and things like that. Fine, but. You want you want it. You want a, lot, a fair chunk of that put back into the playing squad to um to take you to the next level and beyond. Before we move on and talk about um the draw for the Scottish Cup, um I just want to chat a wee bit about um McInnes coming on and making an instant impact, Jamie. Yeah, um, good for him. That's a couple of times now he come on, obviously, against I watched Dungeon United in that 5-2 game. Um, and I think he did he come on and score in Paisley at the start of the season? I seem to recall. Or did he, oh, he come on and he had a long, he had a, a shot from distance that was was very close again. That was a game that no fans were, no way fans were at. So that's one that I remember. Um, he's somebody that a lot of fans have been calling for to get a, a kind of start now. And I think the problem with McInef is a, the kind of position to play him. I obviously tried him out on the right wing at Ibrox and okay, that's uh, Ibrox, um, which is a strange one to kind of bring him in from the cold from, but, and it's also not his position. So he was having to do quite a lot of defensive duties that time. I think you would have to say that his best position is in the number 10. So now you've got a kind of problem of having, you know, you see now that Boyce is sort of kind of playing in that number 10 role. If one of them is to get injured, Boyce or Sims, then McInef would maybe get his chance in there. But I, I don't know. It's a hard one to try and put him in the team. Um, but for me, he did really well out on that right wing when he come on. You know, you, you can't argue, you can't disagree with that. So, you know, look, I mean, if the alternative is is Ben Woodburn or Gary McKay-Steven or then give me McInef every every day of the week if he can play like he did off the bench the other day. Um, he, you know, Nielsen seems to have quite a lot of time for him as well. He was saying, you know, he's a, a great kid and all that. He only seems to have positive things to say about him considering kind of 
the lack of game time that Mikanev has had. It could be easy to throw the toys out the pram and he just doesn't seem to be that sort of guy. He seems to be working really, really hard and that. So, you know, maybe maybe his, his time might come now. I, I don't know. Um, you still look at guys like Jamie Walker that have obviously been at the club and gone away. Now that he's gone, Mikanev has maybe moved up the pecking order a bit. I don't know, but... You know, yeah. Hopefully, he can he can kick on now because a lot of fans want to see him do really well, and he seems to have seems to be a good trainer in that. So, yeah, who knows? It seems to just be trying to find a way to fit him into the team, though. That's the problem. Yeah, listen, uh, quite a few times when he's came off the bench this season. I mean, Dundee away was another one. I thought he had an impact. I, I know Walker came off the bench and got the goal, but I thought um, McInnes. Um, introduction in that game was key as well. I thought he'd done really well. So he's certainly a player that, that's got a fair bit of talent. Um, again, you, exactly what Jamie says, you've got to find the right position for him. And um, But for him to come on and score a goal, got himself in a really good position in the box. And that's something I think we've probably not done enough of is, is get our players into the box and, and be a little bit more clinical uh, in that kind of 12-yard, 6-yard box. And... Um, and it was a really good finish with the knee, but again, the the delivery for Sims' goal was was a lovely bit of vision. Um, so that's what you want to see from from these types of players. And I mentioned the Dundee United goal as well that they got when he came off the bench, a little dink. So yeah, he's clearly a talented player. Um, it's tough because you you know you've got a winning team there. Um, who do you bring him in for? Yeah, I would certainly have him in ahead of Woodburn, absolutely. Um, I've been critical of GMS. He's not done enough, although I thought he'd done well against Aberdeen, and then he was actually looked like he was he was going to be all right against Dundee United before he came off. So, um, yeah, it's a, it certainly is an interesting one. But he's a good option to have off the bench. He's a player that you know you can't throw on. He's got the the potential to go and get a goal or change a game, and that's key uh, as a squad. So, yeah, hopefully he gets his opportunity and. Um, I can see him starting on Saturday and it'll be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, we drew Hibs in the next round of the Cup. That's, um, that's, a, that's another, it's a, it's a massive tie, isn't it, Gordon, um, coming up? Um, two Edinburgh derbies in a row as well. Listen, it's a massive game. Uh, it's a massive game for, for Robbie Nielsen again um, because he loses that one then suddenly everything just goes back to, to, to the way it was with the, with the, the fan base. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, it's true, though. It's true, isn't it? You know, if he loses that game, then the majority of the fans are going to say, we're right, we want you out. He wins it, fantastic. You know, really good for him. And we were sitting here in 2020. The, the Scottish Cup draw was made, semi-final. And um, we were like, what would you rather do? Would you rather win the semi and get relegated or stay up and lose the semi. And I think every single one of us said, yeah, win the semi. I'll take going down if, if it means we'll win that semi. So it just shows you how an important game against Hibs is, um, particularly at Hamden. Massive carrot for Hearts, it really is. It's not just getting to the final and beating your rivals. They effectively will, will secure European group stage football if they win that game. That'll be it. Um, because even if they lose the Scottish Cup final... Um, They'll they'll be in Europe, um, and they'll be in Europa League. They'll they'll get that that place because one of the old firm will, will be in the final. So, um, massive massive game for Hearts. Lose it, and it's a disaster. Particularly if Hibs were to go on and win the cup. Um, so I think all the pressure is definitely on Hearts. Um, I just hope that we can stand up to it. I mean, I think we're certainly a better team than Hibs. 
We've got better players, but again, it's a derby game and, and anybody can win it. Um, it's probably one of these these games where you thought, yeah, it's our best path to the final. Um, but is it the one? Is it the game you would have picked? Probably not. Um, so I don't know. I mean, listen, they've, they've been nil-nil draws this season already. The first one at Tyne Castle was um, anybody could have won that game. But uh, I think the second one, definitely, we were, uh, we without playing particularly well, we were still the better side. So hopefully we can uh, we can go into the game and up it and um, and take a big fi- another famous victory off the wee team at Hamden. And I think uh, I think this would be the final nail in a lot of the Hibs fans' coffins. To be honest with you, if we were to go and beat them for a fourth time in what fifteen years or something, sixteen years, uh, I remember the 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 game in 06. Um, I had a real... I, I knew Hearts were winning that day. Um, same way with, with the game at, um, back in 2012, in the final 5-1. I knew Hearts were going to win that day. The last one there in 2020, I wasn't sure, to be honest with you. Uh, I hoped that Hearts could win it, but I wasn't sure. And uh, and likewise, this one as well, I'm, I'm not sure. So, um, I, I think Hearts will win it, but you know, you're not as confident as you would like to be. Um, but certainly if they play as well as they possibly can, I can see them winning a game. Does the game the week before, Jamie, affect the semi-final preparations? A difficult one, actually, because, you know, you're hoping from a Hearts point of view that we're going to have third place sewn up by that point. From a Hibs perspective, there's a strong possibility that they might need to come to Tynecastle and win to get in the top six. So whether we're going to be in a position to rest players and Hibs aren't is obviously something that we'll find out over the next fortnight. You can, you can never, ever rest players for a derby. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a league game, if it's a dead squib, you, you won't get away with that. So Hearts will have to play their full full strength team um, in both both games. And they'll be expected to win both games. They haven't won a Tynecastle derby and in what was it 2019 um 2018 uh, Mace, I can't Mace, remember. yeah um that's it's not good enough really and um they've got to go out there and, and and beat them and and beat them by by hopefully a few goals and certainly um gain even more confidence going into the Hamden game I mean the Hamden game will be a different game from the Tynecastle game um I firmly believe that I think uh the Tynecastle game might be more of a battle, possibly, than the Hamden game. Um, Hamden's a bigger pitch. I mean, I was listening to Packy Boner going about how you know it might suit Hibs better, Hamden. I mean, how many times do we hear that? Every time we play Hibs, apparently Hamden's going to suit them better, and we end up turning them over. So, fine, let Hamden suit them. So, um, yeah, the Tynecastle one will be interesting, but I think Hearts will definitely go into the full squad. Hopefully, we'll have a fully fit squad by then as well, get a few of the injured players back. Um, I think Hearts going to take Katie Livingston on Saturday, and then the Ross, you know, the international break means that we can hopefully get a few back. Then um, Ross County away will be an interesting one. I think I think it will come down to that. That game will be the 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 one that we we secure third. I think, um, or have the the possibility of securing third. If Hearts can go and do that, cement third place, and then go and go and win the semi-final it's it's going to be a tremendous end to the season and you forget as well if Hibs do finish in the top six um, it could be three derbies in a row you never know 
But yeah, hope, 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 let's just hope going in. Let's hope they just win both games and uh, hopefully win them well. See, I, I didn't actually see Hibs getting in the top six. I think it's so congested and the derby is always an interesting one. You know, they've mostly been draws and I don't. I think they'll have to come to Tincastle and win. And they've got Aberdeen, if I'm right in saying, this week. Yeah, and, and Dundee United, I think, after that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's a tough run of games for Hibs. But I think that, I think because they won the, the, the cup game there, the quarterfinal, I think that momentum might be enough to just keep them, uh, get them over the line. Um, and a lot of the other teams are playing sort of one another. I mean, Livingston, for example, I mean, they've, they're coming to Tencastle on Saturday. You would fancy Hearts, but you never know. Um, and I think St Mirren have got Rangers at one point. I think Ross County as well have got a pretty tough run. So they, they, they've all, everyone's got each other. And I think they've, they've all got kind of tough games um, uh, in and about one another. So it's, you could even see it being the case that Hibs could probably, could maybe even lose all three and they might it might still be enough for them to squeeze into the top six. So you, you just don't know. You just don't know how it's going to go. But um, yeah, the, the, these three games, I think, from a Hibs point of view, they, they could probably save their season. Um, if they could get themselves fourth and, and get themselves to a cup final, it could, it could save Sean Maloney's season. But if he was to to fail and getting in the top six and then lost the hearts of Hamden, you would imagine his days would be numbered. So there's there's a hell of a lot riding on it for both clubs and um, it's going to be a fascinating end to the season. I don't really remember a season like it, to be honest. Um, just all the little stories involved in it, you know, from the Scottish Cup to the with the, the last four teams in it, the Old Firm and Hearts and Hibs and two derbies and then you've got how tight the league is and the team's going for Europe and what, I mean, third place isn't, you know, this season isn't just a couple of qualifiers. It could potentially be a group stage. So huge, huge season and they're really fascinating, um, particularly for people who are probably watching it from the outside. It's just a shame that we don't have a really good TV deal and we could really be bigging it up. What, we'll move on. What, what do you make of the, the argument, Jamie, um, that, you know, we've got the easiest team in the draw. You know, if you take the derby aspect out of it, it's actually a really good draw. Um, yeah, I think I would rather have not had got Hibs personally. Um, because you know, look, I'm I'm happy. Obviously, I really want Hearts to go win the cup, but I don't think I trust us to do that. And if you had a Hearts Celtic and a Rangers Hibs or something, or a Hearts Rangers and a Celtic Hibs, I would be looking at an old firm final and saying, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> now I can't I can't really um take the prospect of Hibs winning and then having a, a shot at the final to take all these European benefits off us. That would be a tense 90 minutes. And I know that's extremely negative, and I know it's maybe not what I'm renowned for, but uh, it's the, 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 the when the draw came out, that was what I immediately was concerned about, is that that prospect, an unlikely prospect, because Hibs, Hearts will be favourites to beat Hibs, and uh, the old firm, whoever, whichever side of the old firm are in the final, would be favourites to beat Hearts or Hibs. So... An unlikely prospect, nevertheless, but one that's crossed my mind. But obviously, Hibs this season have already beat Rangers at, at Hamden. You know, it kind of goes out the window at Hamden anyway, doesn't it, Gordon? And they were unlucky against Celtic as well, just to butt in there. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of my point. So it's not like, I, I, maybe I'm, I'm answering my own argument here, but I suppose in, in, in these sorts of games, maybe it doesn't actually matter that it's a derby. 
No, listen, it's, it's a cup semi-final. Anybody can win it. Um, likewise, it's a cup final. Anybody can win it. And um, it's, a, it's a game of football. And you need th- you need a little bit of luck when you're playing a better side, naturally. But listen, look at the quarterfinal between Motherwell and Hibs. I fancied Motherwell to be them. And they're going to get a player sent off inside 26 seconds or something. So football's a funny goal game. You, you never actually know for sure. Um, Hearts, historically, have got a really good record against Hibs anyway. They've got the the we've got ham the, the fact that we've beaten them at Hamden um twice convincingly. Yeah, it's, it's all to lose for hearts. I I get where Jamie's coming from because I have that fear myself. Um it's like we're just swimming along and everything's going really well and then you're just waiting on that bump in the road and, and unfortunately that could be it. But I'd like to think that we've got a, a decent enough squad that should be able to take care of Hibs. Um at Hamden anyway I think uh, we've not been there this season so it will be interesting to see how we do but any time Hearts have kind of apart from Ibrox that kind of and I'm, I'd like to think that was just a one-off apart from Ibrox Hearts have performed pretty well against the old firm um, particularly Celtic uh, even at Parkhead we went there we were competitive we should have got something out of the game um, I think Hearts in a one-off game if they get through the cup final yeah, they won't be favourites to win it, but I think they've they've got more than a chance of uh, of winning the game. Um, where I think I think probably the old firm would take care of Hibs. I think Hibs have Martin Boyle is probably a bit different because um, you mentioned that Rangers game there. It was really his pace that that totally undone um, Rangers. And I mean, the, I thought the boy Mickelson looked all right. Um, to be, but again, he's just a young lad, so you don't really know what you're going to get from him. I think the guy Jasper's okay. Um, so they've got a couple of dangerous players, but I think with Nisbet being out as well, should hopefully suit Hearts. And particularly if we can get John Suter back fit for that game, uh, Halkett keep him fit, um, and Kingsley. I think that back three should should be able to deal with them. Um, and maybe even if if Michael Smith um, might be fit by then as well. Hopefully his experience coming into the team could be key. So. We'll we'll see how it goes. You know, there's still there's still what a month to go until um till these semi-finals. A lot can happen. A lot can change. So, um, yeah. Listen, it's it's a cup semi-final. Anybody can win it, but I think Hearts have the quality to go and do it. And if they turn up and they play to their maximum and and they play some of the football like they did against St Mirren on Saturday, um, I think I think they should have enough for Hibs. And obviously, this season, as we've alluded to, is, you know, we're going to get group stage football if we get to the final. How important is that, Jamie? We've, we've sort of chatted about this briefly in the podcast. Yeah, financially, it's obviously massive. Um, and I think kind of Gordon's spoken about it before. It's a massive chance for Hearts to, if they are to come forward with the financial financial benefits that, that will give them, to go and really stamp their authority and try and pull away from Hibs and Aberdeen. He's, he's mentioned it before, as I say, he's mentioned Aberdeen trying to do it and they've never really been able to do it. Now it's Hearts' turn to try and use the, the finances correctly. And you look at the recruitment over recent years, I would fancy Hearts to, to utilise the money correctly, unlike in previous years. So, yeah, the potential for that is massive. Um, Got to go and get it done first, but, you know, it's looking pretty likely. And I'm probably more worried, as I say, about Hibs winning the Cup than I am about Hearts bottling third place. It's about the prestige as well, Gordon, of, of 
being that sort of third force in Scotland in Europe. And I think Scottish football needs a third team in Europe every season, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think for a long time we've been the laughing stock of uh, certainly Western Europe. Um, and a lot of people look upon Scottish teams in the same breath as teams from Luxembourg. Um, so we've we, we've got to change that. Certainly having a, a team like Hearts in there, and whether it's listen, Europa League would be fantastic, but chances are it's you're going to have to beat a a, a big big club in the playoffs. Um, mind we nearly done it before uh, against Liverpool, so you never know. But um, realistically, it's probably going to be uh, the Conference League, and you've still got a really good chance of getting some good ties in there. There's some big clubs in there. But it's clubs that maybe don't take it that seriously. And I think you've seen Spurs and Roma get turned over by teams that you would probably expect them to beat. Hearts would be in that mould, I think, um, to, to go into these group stages and, and really fancy themselves and try and see if they can how, see how far they can possibly get and use Tynecastle as an advantage and, and make it a really kind of uh, a really difficult place to come, like Rangers have done to, uh, with Ibrox and um, make teams fear come to Scotland. And I think if Hearts can can do that and they can build themselves quite a lot of experience in Europe and continue with uh, keeping our coefficient up and making sure that when you finish third, that, that it is a, a, a prize straight into the group stages of Europe and you're not having to play four or five qualifiers or whatever it is. Um, it could be huge for, for Scottish football, but huge for Hearts as a club because you actually see how quickly Rangers have progressed comp compared to where they were originally and what getting into the Europa League group stage has done for them in terms of the players that they were then able to attract. Massive football club anyway, but it's easier for them to bring in players and and Hearts will be competing with, uh, with clubs that will naturally have bigger budgets than them, but we can turn around and say, listen, we're, we're competing in, in the group stages of European football, we're giving you a platform to, to go on and, and put yourselves um, in, in the market. Bigger clubs will come and take you. We'll get a, a profit out of it, and then we can then go and reinvest. And that's going to be the club's strategy going forward. And Europe will be a huge part of that, and uh, particularly group stage football. Um, the exposure that the, the club can get out of it is, is massive, and um, it's something that, that Scottish football, um, the clubs particularly outside the old firm, have, have been starved of for a long time and uh, let's hope that this is a turning point particularly for Hearts Jamie you care to comment on any of that? No I agree with with everything that Gordon's just said you know as I say he's mentioned it before in, in previous years um, and, and yeah he's absolutely right couldn't agree more Well that's a first you're completely agreeing more with him Twice on this uh, twice on this podcast I'm pretty sure we've agreed, uh, agreed certain topics so the end is near I know. Are you feeling okay, Jamie? Well, are you feeling okay, Ross? More to the point, the big game tonight. Huge game. Huge game. Um, I want no nonsense tonight. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be ready. I have my whistle in my in my mouth. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon, you're the referee, aren't you? Tonight. Aye. This evening, yet yeah, currently carrying an injury, so unfortunately not fit enough to play. But I'll be the man in the middle. I'm going to channel my inner John Beaton. And I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm not looking forward to it if you're channeling you're in a John, John Beaton, I have to say. <laughs> Two and a half minutes in, the cloud booked. No doubt, no doubt. Anyway, we'll move on and chat about Livingston on Saturday. Um, 
they're currently fifth, if I'm correct, in seeing Livingston um, in that sort of group of, of clubs that are looking for the top six, looking for fourth, looking for whatever. But they've had a decent season, Gordon, and you do quite like David Martindale. I do like David Martindale, yeah. And I'll, I'll, listen, I'm going to toot my own horn again. I said Livingston wouldn't go down either, and I tipped them to have a, uh, have a decent season. Now, I didn't think they would be challenging for Europe, but credit to them. And um, I think they, they've signed quite a, a lot of really good players. I mean, the boy Omionga, I was surprised they got him because he was impressive when he was at Hibs. Um, he's fitted in really well there. I think Jason Oak's a really good player. Um, so you look through their squad and it's an experienced team and they play a, a decent brand of football. They can do the dirty, uh, the dirty side of things uh, when they need to. But I think generally they're very organised and you don't really see them getting turned over um, very often, to be honest. And they went up to Dundee a few weeks ago and, and beat them 4-0, uh, scored some really good goals. Um, anytime we've played them this season, um, I think the only time they probably have got turned over was when they came to Tynecastle early on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think the, the game... Uh, um, through in Livingston earlier on the season where we we, uh, we won one nil, I thought Livingston could have could have been a couple of goals up in that first half, so we maybe rode our luck a little bit there. But um, but they're a better team since then, and listen, they, they could easily have knocked us out the Scottish Cup, um, well last month there. So um, I expect a tough game. They, they've got nothing to fear, Livingston, because as Martin Dale said plenty of times, their objective is to stay in the league. They've done that quite comfortably. And they'll be thinking to themselves, listen, why not? Why not go and ch- try and see if we can get in a unit? Why not go for the um, for fourth place in the top six? Listen, it'll be tough because there's lots of teams going for it. Um, and even when they get to the the, the, the top six, um, they'll have some tough games. But they've got nothing to fear. So I expect a difficult match. Um, but Hearts are in a decent place right now. Um, they'll have the momentum from... Um, last week there, and even the the kind of the Dundee United and Aberdeen performances, um, I think I think Hearts should should have enough to hopefully take care of them. But again, it will will it will be an interesting game. And um, but yeah, Livingston have had a, had a really good season. Them in Ross County as well, another team that I thought would do do quite well. And they've got a really good manager in Malky Mackay. And it's you know it's it's quite refreshing to see these teams doing well. Um, and it's how how competitive the league is, and it just shows you that. Even with tight budgets, you can compete in this division, and um, and credit to both the clubs. And it would be brilliant if the could both finish in the top six. It really would. You chatted a little bit about the Dungeon United game briefly there, Gordon. Was that two points dropped, Jamie, or a point gained? No, look, I think it's I think it's in the in the, the bigger picture i think it's a point gained look you know we speak about the start and how well hart started that game you if you get five injuries in the one game you've got to take a point especially when you come from 2-1 down i i know we were in front and to be honest with you the the equalizer straight after half time is really annoying um because you know, it's just a, a world day and kind of straight from kickoff, he, he just moves away from Boyce in the middle of the park and just hits it and it's swerving away from Gordon right into the top corner. The penalty's unlucky because Nicky Clark's just obviously just trying to get a toe on the ball. He's not bothered about keeping it in. He just knows that if he gets a touch on that ball, he's going to get Clark and get a penalty and that's what happens. And uh, Gordon almost saved the penalty, but it was it was a good penalty to be fair to him. Um, tucked away in the corner. 
And you're thinking from that point, yeah, you would take you would take a point at two one down anyway. Never mind with all the with all the injuries. Um, and I think you saw the kind of reaction of the players at the end. We had possession of the ball at two all, and we had possession of the ball, and we were a bit slow, kind of faffing about with it. And I, I think it was Sims or Boyce or something at the end was the hands the hands were up in the air because we never played never played the ball forward. So you know we were we were still trying to go and get a win, but I think in the grand scheme of things, in the position that we're in, you got to take a point because no lost any ground on Dungeon United, and we didn't lose any ground on anybody else. I don't think either of the teams around us because there was a couple of draws as well, which again, it's probably just the story of Hearts' this season that when we have dropped points, other teams just haven't been able to, to take advantage of it. Uh, I think the game we lost at Tynecastle, I think the Dundee game that we lost at Tynecastle, we somehow managed to extend our lead because somebody else's goal difference was worse. So we actually ended up further clear despite losing. And for me, that just sums up uh, Hearts' kind of luck, if you want to use that word, um, to be harsh on them this season for results elsewhere when we have dropped points, other teams haven't taken advantage of it. But, you know, look, there's nothing Hearts can do about that. It's not their fault. It's other teams' um, job to try and close the gap and nobody's been able to do that. So credit to Hearts. Listen, I agree because I think when we walked out there, we said to, to David, uh, who's, by the way, I mean, I get criticised for being a moan, but he's a bigger moan than me. And uh, and he was raging that, that, that we had drew. But I actually was pretty pleased with the, with, with the point in the end. Um, Listen, I thought the first half hour hearts were fabulous and they played some fantastic football. And it was actually up until that point one of the best away performances I've seen from the club in, in my life, actually, to be honest. Just the way they had approached the game, they had started the game, they were aggressive. They could easily have been 3 0 up inside 10 minutes. Um, and that, that's what I want to see from a hearts team. Um, and I think that each injury started to blow. Uh, that kind of momentum, unfortunately. I think if Hearts has got a second goal, even with the injuries, they still would have went on and won the game. I think Hearts got a second, they're going to get a third, and, and they might have even gone a fourth, because um, I thought the game was there for them. But it, it, it kind of just turned on its head, really. I said the, the injuries, because Cammy Devlin was, was playing very well as well. He looked like he had got a lot of confidence from um, his, his goal the previous week. And, and suddenly, we, we were certainly looking looking really fresh and sharp, and each injury just sort of derailed that, unfortunately, and um, and it was kind of a carbon copy of of the second half was a carbon copy of the first half. We scored virtually with the first kick of the ball in the first half. They do something similar in the second half. They go two one up, and then I thought, I think if Dundee United had continued to press us, they probably would have won the game because they were getting joy in the middle of the park, and we just didn't seem to cope with because they had up their intensity, and we found it a little bit difficult. Um, we couldn't get a kind of couldn't get a rhythm to our play, but then they started sitting off us as soon as they went two one up, and and that suited us nicely, really. Um, and it meant that that we could start getting getting our way uh, getting ourselves back into the game because it's not as if we stole a point because we we, we did create quite a few chances um, in the lead up to to the equaliser um, that that we probably should have done better with. So I think on the, on the piece, I think a draw was a fair result, and it, I think in the end it was it was a good point for Hearts and. Um, Tannadice is a tough place to go. Rangers have dropped points there twice. Um, it's it's not easy to go in and win there. I think Dundee United, you know, they're, they're a top six side. Um, credit to them, they've done really well. I thought they would they would have been contenders for relegation actually this season. Um, but credit to, to them and Tam Courts. And um, I think they've done well and it's, it's a tough place to go. So, yeah, definitely a point um, gained. And um, another, another, uh, another milestone 
in the march to third place. Predictions for Saturday, guys? Um, I think Hearts will win 2-0. Um, I don't know, actually. Part of me thinks we might get a draw. Um, I don't know why, but on Saturday morning, quite a lot. I'm not. I'm not working on Saturday. I'm going to be there in the stand for a, which is my first uh, game in the stands at Tynecastle since before COVID. So uh, I, I just think we might draw <laughs> one all. Well, we'll get the bunting out for you, Jamie. If you're not working, yeah, well, welcome home. Yeah, exactly. I'll be able to go for the mill. Go to the mill as well. I'm looking forward. I mean, to you that. can actually tell the players what you really think now. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I mean, I mean, other pubs round about the Gorgie area are available. Yes. Um, I, I think, I think we'll win two one. I think we're going to win two one. We'll concede, I think. But yeah, I'm going to go two one. Got to be a hard win. Got to be. Surely. I mean, it's marathon oh. too. Yeah. So if we get beat, then beat you, and I'll come back. That's what you're saying. Well, he's got to go. He's got to go. If we get beat. That's it. Ah, but who, who's got to go? That's a real question. Me. I've got to go. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining me this week. Um, yeah, and hopefully we get a win over Livingston and um, yeah, extend the lead in third. Um, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>